You're listening to BRB Making Lemonade, a podcast created by women for women who are busy building successful brands and navigating their industries, aka making lemonade from whatever lemons life and work throws at them. Join your favorite lemons, Jacqueline and Julie, co-founders of Lemon Collective Marketing Inc., as we chat with inspiring female guests and explore the intricacies of being a woman in business. Whether you're a business owner, aspiring entrepreneur, or looking to find your passion, tune in every Wednesday to listen, learn, and celebrate all the women who are busy making lemonade. Fellow lemons, and happy day after International Women's Day. We are back. We're back. (laughs) Happy Wednesday. And because it's the day after um, International Women's Day, our topic today is going to be overcoming barriers as a woman in business and in entrepreneurship, which we know a little bit about, not, you know, too extensively, but we've got, we've got some stuff to talk about. But before that, we will dig into our sweet and sours and what we're loving. So Jacqueline, feel free to go first. All right. I feel like my sweet and sours are super boring this week. Same. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what else has gone on, but I don't really remember. Um, so sweet. We have a new client officially signed on. We're being onboarded, and it's very exciting because it's a client right up our alley. Um, and another sweet is that we got to have two kind of meal meetings this oh, past yeah. week. I mean, well, we had showed out Laura Hughes. We had a cute little meeting with her. Um, a breakfast meeting, which is our favorite kind. And mm-hmm. then yesterday to celebrate International Women's Day, we met up with our girl Serena um, and had some cocktails, mocktails, and snacks. And it was delish. Very delish. So that's my sweet for the past week. And then my sour is kind of that we've been slacking a little bit on, on reels. We've been, we were like on a roll and it kind of died off. But we also got busier. So can't blame it. Blame mm-hmm. us. But. Real fatigue. Real fatigue. It's true. What about you, Julie? My sweet was Jacqueline's first sweet, and I guess second, that is pretty sweet, although it was on my list. (laughs) But we also got new computer chairs. Oh, I thought you were going to say computers. That's what we did. (laughs) We did not get new computers, but we did get new computer chairs, and honestly, maybe we'll link them in the show notes, um, because like we... Everyone always loves our chairs. They were pink and velvet, which they still are. They're the same color and everything, but they have a higher back. And we are getting old. Jacqueline's pregnant and we're getting old. And her lower back was hurting from it. My upper back was hurting from it. So we needed we needed a change. So we got those and they were delivered. And now we are very happy little campers. Mm-hmm. Nice little upgrade. Exactly. My sour for the week is that I think we even like it's literally still our sour because I think we talked about this two weeks ago, but we have two clients that we're doing branding for who've paid 50%. Like it's the show has been on the road. (laughs) Contracts have been signed. Mm -hmm. The show has been on the road. We've done work. They've been communicating with it. And now they're like MIA and they're both pretty big jobs. And I just know like within seconds I'm sure they're gonna come in like at the exact same yeah seriously time and like they're gonna want to turn around at the exact same time and that wasn't the plan when we initially booked it at different times but like I don't blame them for being MIA shit happens but I mean they can email us back 
yeah. <laughs> the killer <laughs> is, is that we like literally planned like the one we probably would have been finishing up by the end of this month or beginning of April, and then the other around the same time we would have been finishing mm-hmm. up. And like, I mean, the baby's gonna come when it comes, and if the projects aren't done, that's just gonna be theirs slash your problem. Sorry, EXO. Anyway, (laughs) so what are we loving? Jacqueline, what are you loving? Um, This one's kind of along with the first, my first suite, which is that we've been following our niche and sticking to what we love and really promoting it, and it's really paying off. That's really funny that you say that, because I had actually working in our niche. Yes. And not limiting ourselves, because for years we would, like, have a niche, but totally not have a niche Mm -hmm. and because we didn't want to limit ourselves and we wanted more clients and lo and behold (laughs) our niche would be like small to medium businesses yeah like oh (laughs) just every single possible business in existence my niche is everyone we worked with a diabetic shoe company (laughs) that's not our niche what that's not not our niche no not our niche but um it's crazy like you see on like instagram or whatever people always saying like this is the one thing you need to do you need to make a niche blah 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 and like I believed them but didn't believe them and that was silly I mean it takes time it It takes time to figure it out and like we always knew we liked working with female focused businesses but it takes time to get to that point and to have enough like Mm -hmm. clients to prove that we work well with this like to have that kind of proof of uh, proof of concept proof of work so yeah it only took four and a half years. <laughs> it's always scary because you don't know, right? Like when you section off like an area of business or potential business. But at the same time, I also don't want to do that business. <laughs> so, whatever. So anyway, take this as your sign. I think I literally think I said this two weeks ago too. Because like, <laughs> like, I think we talked about niches. But um, take this as your sign again to follow your niche. Follow mm-hmm. your heart. Follow your heart. It really does make, like, the day a lot better. The work and the time, and, like, just makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So on that note, speaking of women, we are going to get chatting about women. <laughs> Great segue. Okay, so I guess we're really just going to dig right in. But I do want to preface this by saying we're white women. <laughs> so while we do have barriers in the workplace previously and as entrepreneurs now, we're definitely going to be coming from a place of privilege. And I guess just it's not going to relate as much to challenges and barriers that um, are even more significant for other women, like women with disabilities or BIPOC. So um just want to note that <laughs> these are going to be pretty specific to us. Yep. But that's that. <laughs> All right, let's dive in. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to. We were kind of chatting about this before we started, and just like talking about being in a workplace, so like a business, but like so working for someone else versus entrepreneurship. And I think a lot of women end up falling into entrepreneurship. I know we kind of did. Mm-hmm because of the challenges and barriers we were facing in the workplace because of our genders and now there was like a lot more to it but a lot of it did come with our gender and I think we just in general like we were working for a man so 
maybe that also has something to do with it. And I think I've almost always worked for a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is probably the case for most women, unfortunately. But um, I find that we were never taken seriously, especially in our last job, but even the one before. Side note, Jacqueline and I worked together um, in two workplaces before we started Lemon. <laughs> and I think we definitely weren't taken seriously a lot. And in terms of pay, like it's literally 2022 and women are still making less money for the exact same work. And Canadian women working full time make 75 cents for every dollar men make, Boo. which is not the vibe. <laughs> um, and one example would be at our last workplace, I, we all kind of <laughs> ended up taking turns because it was toxic, um, being like the team leader and you'd be in charge of X, Y, Z. And there was a new employee who was a male, younger male, less experience, whatever, and low key, except high key because we talked about it. He was making more than me, even though I was responsible for him. Mm-hmm. And which is absolutely not okay. And actually, take this as a sign. Employers don't want you to talk to other employees about your wages because they don't want shit like this to happen. Yeah. Always talk about it. It's not illegal to talk about it. No. In fact, it should be encouraged. (laughs) We talked about it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then when he quit, because everyone quit there, it was all of a sudden on me. Like, oh, why did he quit? Like, blah, blah, blah. You should have, like, tried hard to make him stay. I'm like, excuse me. It wasn't me. I'm not the reason he quit. And I'm not paid enough to deal with that. So not the vibe. Definitely not the vibe. And not to get too detailed about, like, our previous experiences as women in a workplace, not as entrepreneurs. Um, Women in general just face so many extra social and cultural barriers to being women in the workplace, for example, childcare, um, especially during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. Um, the amount of women that had to maintain their full-time jobs while working at home, but then also being the primary caregiver for their kids. Like the stories that we've heard are absolutely insane. Um, we've got the pleasure, had the pleasure of speaking to a few different um, businesswomen who are moms as well. Um, on this podcast, like Amanda Cowley, Serena Herder, Whitney Warson, Terry Canestero, um, and they're just all inspiring. Like all these women have faced, have individually faced their own struggles while being a mom and being an entrepreneur, and it's just inspiring how they've overcome a lot of obstacles, but still deal with them on a daily basis as well. Um, for me, I know I've already like faced a lot of tough decisions when it comes to being a business owner and being a mom soon um dealing with like a business owner so it's not like I'm going to take mat leave like we've talked Julie and I've talked about it I'll take probably like three months solid off but then after that it's going to be part-time or trying to find different different forms of childcare that I can afford and it's just very overwhelming and there's so many moms who have to deal with this all the time yeah and it's like We sit here and talk about how we're inspired by, like, what they're doing and juggling all this. But, like, at the end of the day, we shouldn't have to sit here and be inspired that they're doing this because all of the emotional labor and care work shouldn't be put on a woman. And I'm not saying in every relationship or in every whatever it is, but inherently 
care work and emotional labor is like it's a quote-unquote women's thing yeah it automatically falls to the woman and of course there are some things that women can't do like or that women have to do, like, in terms of breastfeeding, things like that. Yeah. Like, giving my birth. husband's, yeah, my husband's not going to give birth as much as I'd like him to. And, like, he can't breastfeed. So <laughs> one day. a lot of responsibilities do automatically fall on mm-hmm. the woman, um, which just makes it even harder. But, like, the amount of times I, Julie and I have been talking and I've just been like, oh, yeah, Anthony will just babysit the baby when we go there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, he's not going to babysit. Mm-hmm. He's the dad. <laughs> That's um, really so it's kind of like getting past those I guess stereotypes as well um but yeah lots of lots of barriers are faced as a woman in business and especially when you're a mom because you're trying to be a successful businesswoman while also trying to maintain a like personal life and balance and like be a good parent and be a good partner and there's just a lot of things to juggle and it's very overwhelming and there's not a lot of support out there mm-hmm. especially for businesswomen and entrepreneurs yeah And women in general, like, even not just being caregivers as mothers, but generally speaking, they often end up being the ones who are also doing things like, like other caregiving roles. So like Mm -hmm. for parents or someone who might be disabled or things like that, and just the care work that goes into it and that's expected from society puts a lot of pressure on women in the workplace or who are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And again, kind of tying into that, I think that's why we see so many women nowadays becoming entrepreneurs because they can fix their schedules how they want and they're not really fitting into the stereotypical workplace nine to five Mm -hmm. male dominated structure. Yeah, exactly. And then moving on to, like, celebrating this year's International Women's Day, the theme for this year um, is breaking the bias. So whether deliberate or unconscious, bias makes it difficult for women to move ahead. So how can we break the bias? By actively calling out gender bias, discrimination, and stereotypes. So for us, everything we do in business to help promote female-led and female-focused brands, we created this podcast to actively promote and highlight the women who are busy making lemonade. But beyond this, there are a few more things that all of us can do to help break the bias and work towards breaking these barriers, especially for women in business. Absolutely. And I think kind of on this note, um, like kind of off topic, off topic, but kind of not, when we sit here and we talk about female-led and female-focused brands and talk about women making lemonade and making a podcast, I feel almost this like unconscious not shame but I'm gonna use the word shame because I can't think of anything else but like are people judging me because I'm using the terms like making lemonade and like all these like I guess more feminine terminology that it's like am I being taken less seriously because like I'm doing this or because I'm supporting women and blah 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 yeah and it's it's so frustrating because like it's not something like we're actively choosing to think and it's just because of the world that we live in that it's, yeah, it's like, that, that type inherent. of mentality has been forced on us through mm-hmm. society. I mean, think of like the amount of times when we first started. We haven't incur- we haven't dealt with it as more recently because mm-hmm. we've changed our niche and focused on the female businesses. But before, when we were working with like anyone and everyone, especially like a lot of male led companies, um, we would be questioned. Like our our experience would be questioned. We would be asked if this was our full time job. What else we uh. did. So, of course, you feel that, like, 
yeah, we feel shame about being so pink and bubbly and Mm -hmm. making lemonade because we've been made to feel that way. Yeah. And like men expect us to prove ourselves more. Mm -hmm. Like there was this one and we... (laughs) I already know what you're going to say. Yes. um, We had a meeting with a woman and her male partner ended her, up her like life partner yeah not her business partner he but yeah, he knows sorry. about business so he was in the meeting with her exactly and then he ended up being the person and who was like gonna communicate with us like once we sent over a proposal and it was like mm, you need to take me out to lunch and convince me yeah and we were like absolutely not have a great day yeah we shut that <laughs> Please down do not like, talk to me we don't need to we don't need to like <laughs> earn your respect you should just be given yeah is that exactly is that wrong to say like give me respect i don't have to earn it or we don't have to we don't have to prove ourselves and like make a huge present like you're you get what you get you get us and if that's not what you want if you think we have to be something bigger and better then i'm not saying we improve ourselves because we do prove ourselves oh yeah it's like just asking for us to go above and beyond more than what like I'm not taking Our you out for lunch, count. man. No. You take me out for lunch. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Sorry. Anywho. <laughs> you know how we can break the bias by not taking him out for lunch. Yes. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but how are some other ways we can break these barriers and the bias, Julie? <laughs> uh, in my opinion. Um, I think it's super important to keep intersectionality top of our minds. Mm-hmm. Because we're not going to face the same barriers as other women. Um, as women, like at the base, we all face certain systemic barriers, but then it goes above and beyond for yes. other people. So whether it's our skin color, disabilities, etc., if inclusion isn't for all, like it's not at all. Yeah. So I think that's one thing we need to always keep on top of mind. Cause even I find myself like admittedly forgetting it and like, oh yeah, here I can talk about these women's issues. And it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. No, I need to think way beyond my own perspective. Yeah, like, yes, we're women and we aren't privileged in the same sense that men are, but as white women, we are still extremely privileged. Mm -hmm. And, like, half the shit that we've gone through wouldn't even, like, skim the surface of other women's struggles. And, like, when we chat to other women who have these extra barriers, like, I always find myself doing, like, a bit of an internal check, like, shit, like... Mm -hmm. There's so much we need to do. <laughs> we thought we had it bad. Mm-hmm. Like, nope. Like, that's not a-okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and on a similar note, we need to acknowledge our internal biases. Because no matter as much as we want to say we don't, we're not biased, everyone has internal biases. Like, mm-hmm. whether they notice it or not, like microaggressions and as stuff woke, like that. As woke as we think we are. <laughs> as hashtag woke as we think we are or not. <laughs> yeah. So we need to be willing to have uncomfortable conversations so we can learn, we can be wrong, and it's okay, Mm -hmm. but we can grow and evolve and listen to, like, those other voices. Yeah. This is, like, a side note, but I know you don't watch this show, but Summer House. (laughs) Summer House and Bravo. (laughs) For any Summer House fans, um, it's this group of predominantly white um, people from New York City, and they go to the Hamptons every weekend in the summer, and it's like... It's fun, just Hamptons party every weekend. Um, and what's airing now is what happened last summer. And this summer, or this season, there's a few... There's There obviously are getting are bringing more colored cast members into the cast, which is wonderful. Um, but it was 
there was a scene in a few episodes in a few episodes ago where this one cast member Maya who incidentally is black she had to sit down the rest of the house and be like listen like you guys don't understand what I'm dealing with as a black woman in the Hamptons with a bunch of white people and it was just you'd have to watch it to get the full grasp of it but it was an uncomfortable conversation like I felt uncomfortable watching it but that you have to be uncomfortable to get through it. Like, you, as mm-hmm. much as we're going to be uncomfortable about something, that's not as much as someone else will be who's experiencing those struggles. Yeah. And that's, like, my summer house side note. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You have to be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And, like, we need to create safe spaces. Because, like, there's so many spaces we go into as women where we don't feel safe, whether mm-hmm. that mean like, physically, <laughs> mentally, whatever. Yeah. Um, but just safe is, like, an umbrella term. And we need to make sure we're creating spaces that feel safe, not only for us as women at the base, but, like, all women. Yes. Agreed. Um, another thing we can do also is we need to continue to be vocal. We have to share our stories and our experiences for two reasons. So, for one, to be open about the struggles faced as women for those who haven't experienced them, a.k.a. men. Um, and two, to be open for those who have had these same experiences. So, I think us sharing these stories and sharing your particular like um scenario with the payment like with the mm-hmm. pay pay <laughs> wage pay but sharing like things like that i think there are some listeners who may relate to that mm-hmm. and may not feel so alone yeah just like like on even like a bigger scale but like the me too movement right mm-hmm. like it takes one person to say something yeah. for more people to feel comfortable heard seen and comfortable talking about their own experiences Mm -hmm. and like same with like mental health and things like that like Jacqueline and I try and be really open about stuff like that because it's not something to be ashamed of and talking about it makes it more normal and having those conversations can only make things better yeah um it's similar to stuff we've been talking about today is that we need to stop being afraid of putting women first So, like, for example, um, Jacqueline and I know that we do our best work for women-focused businesses. We've always wanted to have that as our niche, but we really didn't declare it as our niche because we didn't want to leave out men. We didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable, as if they ever sit down and go, like, I don't want to make these women feel uncomfortable. Yeah. They don't take us into account. No. But we didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable or even, like, again, with, like, safety. I'm not physically unsafe if this happens, but, like... I didn't want men to come out at us and, like, say something. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, why are you only doing this for women? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. Um, But in reality, the, like, in the world, (laughs) most services are already inherently created for men unless specified otherwise. Yeah. So there really isn't anything for women. And not just, like, business, like, us providing a service for women-focused businesses, But just everything in general, like, this is totally silly and not really related, but kind of related. Like, um, the Dollar Shave Club. Mm, Like, it's a membership, a monthly thing, you get razors. And they recently, I don't know how recently, it's probably been a while, were like, yeah, like, this is great for women too, blah, blah, blah. They didn't brand it pink and stuff, because they're just like, this is for women too, blah, blah. But it's the exact same product. And so I got it. And they obviously, like, they put out this marketing thing that it's for women, too, and blah, blah, blah. But then I get it, and, like, 
obviously a woman wasn't consulted because like there's like this razor at the one end of it that's like used for like trimming your like mustache and stuff and like in the areas that we need to shave (laughs) I was starting to like cut myself in different like areas with that thing and I was like what is going on so I canceled but obviously things are inherently created for men and they Mm -hmm. think that just everyone but because it works for men it works for everyone but that's not true so you know what don't be afraid to be like, you know what? I'm actually going to create this just for women. Yeah. Because we do need shit. We will come. We will flock. Yeah. You. I'll buy it all. I don't care what it is. And then to kind of wrap it up, to kind of wrap it up, and we've talked about this before, but this doesn't necessarily apply to biases, but in order to like raise women up, we in general should stop comparing and thinking of other women as your competitors because we said it before i'm saying it again a rising tide lifts all boats um this may have come across as a man-hating podcast today i don't think so i don't think it was we don't hate men but we just love women so comparison sucks because at the end of the day it's gonna make you feel bad about yourself anyway and we've like we've talked about internal biases like i think when we started Lemon, we were like, of course, like we're women supporting women or blah, blah, blah. But then inside, you're always comparing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely have done this and it makes us feel bad. And then even with like women we don't know, who we haven't met and whatever. And once we kind of opened ourselves up and got out of that mindset, things totally changed for us. And mm-hmm. we have never lost from lifting other women up but I feel like we could have lost or even if it's like personally or emotionally from comparing ourselves to others yeah and I'm not gonna say tearing other women down because like we don't do that and I don't think we ever did no but I find when you are comparing yourself to other women it is it's in such a negative way even if it's to about yourself (laughs) that it's still (laughs) negative And you're not raising each other up. You're not raising someone up if you're comparing yourself to them. Yes, exactly. A little bit of a lighter end to this podcast. And Um, we like men, too. We love all people. We love everyone. We love everyone. Um, But we hope you enjoyed this podcast celebrating International Women's Day. We hope that you, our listeners, continue to break um, stereotypes, break barriers, and break the bias. (laughs) Hashtag break the bias. (laughs) Hashtag break the bias. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Like we've said before, we are back every other Wednesday with a new podcast. If you have any questions for us, you can submit them on our website anonymously at www.brbmakinglemonade.ca or DM us if you prefer, and we'll answer your questions on our smaller episodes in between the weeks which we haven't done yet but like we are we've just we have a backlog of questions that we have to answer but uh, if you have any yeah. more <laughs> a backlog of questions but please send us questions <laughs> we will um but on. yeah follow us at brb making lemonade on instagram you can find julie at julie christine myself at jacqueline mick follow our agency at lemon.collective shop our merch at brb making lemonade.ca Rate, review, subscribe on Apple and Spotify, and keep making lemonade. We will talk to you soon. BRB! BRB.